Ho, 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 and happy holidays. This is Bravo Replay, and I'm Kate Hudson. I'm Mattia. Mattia. Hanukkah just ended. Christmas is around the corner. It's the holidays. It's a, it's a time for gratitude. And I have to tell you, I am so grateful for you in this podcast because you have, one, made me up my game, but two, really, really opened some doors into some other Bravo franchises for me. I love to hear that. Yeah, I'm I'm a Bravo Puritan. I love everything Bravo, <laughs> a purist, really. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I'm opening up your eyes to the rest of the Bravo world. Very selfishly, I'm doing this all as a fake segue into something I want to talk about that's new to me, but will be very old hat to literally everybody else out there. Offline, we have been talking about this franchise that I, I never got into, and I have now binged for the past two weeks, and that is Summer House and Winter House. And... I am obsessed with Kyle Cook. He might be my favorite Bravo celebrity right now of all time. That I think is going to be a hot take, Kate. I'm not what? sure how many people are going to agree with you. What season what? are you like? Where are you in the Kyle Cook journey? Okay, so I'm completely done with Winter House. So I I know Cookie in his full mullet glory now, and I am through season four in Summer House. And I listen, I'm I'm not one of those like spoilers. It's a reality show. Like, I don't see how you can have spoilers. I know he goes off the deep end when he starts to get married, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. It does not matter to me. That's fine. You're allowed to like who you like, whatever character resonates with you. Like, that's great. I, I think he's good TV. I, I did meet him also at <gasps> BravoCon. Yeah, I met him and Amanda. Oh. <sighs> Amanda is truly one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. Like in person, she was stunning. They were literally just behind us. We were, I think we were drinking Lover Boy kind of close to their, like, they get kind of a little area designated to them. And they were about to do kind of a panel. And uh-huh. I just turned around and I mean, they were directly behind us. And I just, we turned around and my girlfriends and I were like, oh, hi. <laughs> and she was like, her skin was glowing. She's so pretty. I would do unspeakable things to look like Amanda. She is stunning. Okay, but what about Kyle? What was Kyle like? He was a lot shorter than I thought. Oh, yeah. He he has short king energy for sure. He, yeah, he definitely, he was shorter <laughs> than I thought, but he was still very nice also. And, and the two of them were standing together. Um, but yeah, it was more kind of, I, I was surprised at how short he was, was my initial reaction. But I was in such awe of Amanda. I kind of was just like, yeah, whatever, Kyle. So now you kind of see why he kept her around, for lack of a better word, when that man truly spiritually wants to be single and wasted the entire time. Yeah, that's my struggle with him is he's very much Peter Pan boy where he, you know, he's in his 40s. And I know still be 21 and he's still like he definitely peaked in college is the energy I'm getting from him. So like that type of energy I have a hard time with because Amanda very clearly is, and she's younger than him by about 10 years. 10 years, 10 years. And I she's know, a threat. But he seems emotionally a lot younger. And I have a hard time with people, or it's mostly men like that, where they'll like force themselves in monogamous relationships when they like clearly subconsciously don't want to be in one. Hence why he's always like cheating on her. So it's like, Kyle, you know, you could just like not do this. But it, it's like he wants to have his cake and eat it too. And I have a hard time with that. The reasons why you don't like him are the exact reasons why I love him. I want him to be on TV in 20 years from now when he's in his 60s screaming at 21-year-olds. They're not partying hard enough for him at 2 in the morning. Like While he's like throwing shit at the wall and screaming about how, you know, 
Arbor Day is supposed to be fun. He is who Jax Taylor really should have been, if that makes sense. Like just a himbo party boy who was an inch deep on TV that it's just what you see is what you get. There's no malevolent intent. If you're partying, you're cool with cookie. Yeah. Kyle cook is Jax Taylor minus the sociopath. I would say thousand percent that type of energy, but I agree. Like sometimes I have two ways where there's Bravo celebrities where I like them in real life and I like them on TV. There's some Bravo celebrities. I don't think I would like them in real life, but keep them on my TV screens, Mm -hmm. you know, like they all, it's, it's different. Like just because I might love someone on a show, I think if I actually knew them in my real life, I would be terrified of them. And, but then there's people like Crystal on Beverly Hills who I don't know how great of a housewife she is, but she seems like very normal and present and pleasant to be around in real life, you know? And then there's some that are both like, I'm trying to think, I would say most of Potomac, I think they seem like an absolute delight in real life and on the show. Mm. The Kyle Cook of it all is he is very fun to watch. Well, and as somebody who can also be a waste-faced monster who's done a lot of chaotic things, I've never dumped tea in a pool and then shrugged it off, but I've pulled my shit in my time. I guess I see the same type of monster in me and Kyle, and I, I just love it. Now, granted, I am not quite 40 yet, but I'm not pulling what he's pulling anymore, but I just... I don't know. I really respect the fact that he refuses to grow up and he he's, he is truly being who he is. And I also like how in Winterhouse he's cycling through all the franchises now. Like he did, you know, Southern Charm. He partied them out and now he's partying with the Below Deck crew. Like it's 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 fantastic. I agree. I think even if Kyle Cook was never on any of these shows, his life would not be any different. Like, I think this is just who he is. And I do appreciate that when people are like that. Like, I don't think fame has changed him. Like, he very much seems this is who he's always been. A thousand percent. The only difference in his life, I do believe, is that he would not be married to Amanda if he weren't a reality star. Because she she would have called it quits and walked away. (laughs) That is probably true. He would not be pulling as hot of women if he, I personally don't find him attractive, but I, I don't think he'd be, he, he wouldn't be pulling young, hot Amanda's. Well, speaking of pulling, I'm going to do a very clunky segue into boating talk. So just assume that I did that much more elegantly than I did because we are here to play trivia today. And our subject is Mattia, why don't you do the honors? We're talking about Below Deck and all their franchises, but the topic is the chefs on Below Deck and their hot messes all throughout the world and all over the sea. I am a huge fan of this franchise. I probably like it more than the Housewives. And without fail, the chefs are always the messiest bees on the show. Yeah, I I love Below Deck too, all of them. I I definitely liked them more in the earlier seasons, like the Below Deck original. I was a stronger Mm -hmm. fan. And then as the years have gotten on, honestly, I just need, you know, time in my life. I I watch (laughs) all the Real Housewives. I watch Vanderpump Rules, Summer House, both of the Summer Houses I could go on. But Below Deck kind of, I I kind of removed it from my Bravo watching cycle. Really? Just because I just can't sit around and watch Bravo all day, unfortunately. I wish that was my full-time job. But I I still like it. My sister likes it a lot. And I do know there are a lot of people like you who they like 
Below huh. Deck more than some of mm-hmm. the other Bravo shows. Yes. And Below Deck does pull really high numbers for Bravo. It is a very watched show. It's also a little more gender equal in people that watch it. More men watch Below Deck too. Oh. Men on their own will just watch yeah. Below Deck. Um, which I think is interesting that like they'll watch that Bravo show, but then they'll be like, oh, the housewives and Vanderpump rules. Is right. It's like, it's the same thing just on a boat. Here's where I think it drastically differs from VPR and Beverly Hills though. I love it because it's competency porn, especially the seasons that Kate Chastain was on where she would talk so much shit and be such a little twit, but her game was like a plus, 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 plus. And she knew that if she was going to like fire shots, that she better be perfect. And if she wasn't perfect every time, it was like watching gymnastics for me. Like those, you know, like you shouldn't be able to tumble in the air and like do these things on a balance beam. And yet you are, and it defies the laws of gravity. And that is competency is the number one turn on for me, period. And I loved watching Kate. That is really what pulled me in to the franchises was I thought Kate was so great and it was so Powerful to watch a woman that was so confident, knew what she was doing, was smart, had her P's and Q's all lined up, and could really go head to head with some yes. big personalities and stand her ground. Yes. And I, that was really nice to watch. So I agree that that's really what pulled me into the. And also Ben, I, I liked Ben, the chef Ben. I thought he. he was that's the thing about Ben, and I'm sure we're going to talk about him in the, during the questions, but. I didn't find him attractive at first, but there's something about a cocky, competent, especially chef that like you start to go, Ooh, okay. Okay. Ben, like you're like, it's, I don't know what it is about chefs. They're like dirt bags in real life, but they're really, really hot. Yeah. I'd say probably some of the most attractive Bravo men have come from below deck cast. Oh. Oh, yeah. Like, I was very attracted to Eddie, if you remember Eddie, but he took, he devolved so much. It was so sad to watch him, the Rocky season. I know it's probably triggered a lot of our listeners. I love the Rocky season. The Rocky season and watching (laughs) the decline of Eddie. It was Uh, hard to watch because he seemed like this really good guy, kind of squeaky clean, handsome, stands up for the right thing. And Man, Rocky just bulldozed that uh, persona, and we got to see Love that her. Eddie's a little bit of a mess. Eddie's a turd. Listen, uh, everyone's thinking it. We're talking about Below Deck. You might as well acknowledge it. Obviously, the hottest Below Deck guy is Captain Jason. Like, obviously, hands down. I love him as much as everybody else does. I would genuinely like him and even Captain Sandy. I would love for them to be my boss. They seem just like such great leaders. I would be so interested to work for them. Okay. So you and I have a controversial opinion and, and I can already tell you agree with me. Most people hate Captain Sandy as a, like as a captain, as a boss. I don't get it. I, I think that Captain Sandy just hates it when you half-ass it. And if she thinks you're capable of something more, she's going to push you to get more. And that's why Hannah drove her insane because Hannah is no Kate Chastain. She would, mm-hmm. she would meet expectations and she would never exceed them. And she would never go beyond that. And I think that's what triggered Captain Sandy. But that's why Captain Sandy gives second chances to the dirtbag idiots because they're not capable of more. And she wants to try to get the best out of like the pile of shit she has versus with Hannah, you know. Hannah was a diamond and Hannah was just a lazy diamond who wanted to stay kind of like at that, 
that lump of coal activating mentality. I think too, a lot of it has to do with misogyny. Also, a lot of people don't handle men and women have a hard time with women in power. And they're always interpreted as a bitch. When a woman is in power, it's when Captain Sandy asks someone to do something or has to discipline someone, especially disciplining maybe a male employee on the boat. It's seen as her being a bitch, her being unrealistic, her being cruel. But then when Captain Lee does it, everybody wants to do a round of applause and be like, oh my God, he's such a great leader. Absolutely. So I a lot of it has to do with that. I do think Captain Sandy seems like a great leader. And I would wonder if she was a man and, and handled all the situations the way she's handled them, if people would applaud her too. But yeah, I agree with her hot take. I think she also is great. And I think a lot of people that just don't like her just have a hard time with women telling people what to do. A thousand percent. I thought I couldn't have said it better myself, but that does not take away from my love of Captain Jason. I just, that man, he is, it's, it's almost like now that BravoCon is coming on and all the thirst is out there, you kind of feel like, wait a second, he's mine. Even though that's a psycho take. Unless you were there for Below Deck Down Under, you guys need to back off, okay? <laughs> I agree. He seems delightful, too. I thought the way he handled himself this season with everything mm-hmm. that happened, um, he handled himself beautifully with compassion. I think he has a lot of qualities and a great leader, and I would love for him to lead me. Same. Same, but for probably different le- reasons. <laughs> for work, wink. <laughs> All right, Kate, are you ready to dive in to our trivia? I love that wordplay. Better now than ever. I'm worried about I'm worried about this game today because there's so many chefs, but yes. Well, don't worry. So for everyone listening, I'm going to ask the question. I'll repeat it twice and I'll let you know how many points will be designated to each question. If you're playing along in your car, if you're walking around, cleaning, folding laundry, feel free to shout it out or shout it in your head if you know the answer. And then at the end, I will tally up your points, Kate, and I will let you know what you got. Beautiful. Okay, let's start off where it all began in the original Below Deck. For one point, what chef had a memorable argument with chief stewardess Kate Chastain, but with this argument later turned into a longtime friendship? For one point, what chef had a memorable argument with chef chief stewardess Kate Chastain, but this argument later turned into a friendship? That is a lot of C words. So I think you did a really good job at that question because that was hard. Two, yeah, <laughs> Chief Two's chef. I can't say it. <laughs> um, I am very happy about this question because that that frenemy to friends progression of these two is one of my favorite things in the Bravo universe. And I love the rumors about them now, which I'm sure we're about to talk about. But let me give my answer first. That is obviously. Uh, below deck master chef across multiple franchises, Ben Robinson. That is correct. One point. Okay. Now let's just, let's just talk about it. Do we think Ben is the father of Kate's baby? I would not be surprised. It is interesting that Kate decided to do that route. Mm. And I know her and Ben are really close. And a lot of times People will do that where they'll ask someone kind of close in their life to be like, hey, like you don't have to be a part of it. Like, I think that's what Mindy Kaling definitely did. Oh, with BJ Novak? 110%. And like they, they want to pretend like they're not doing that, but like that's fine. 
I wouldn't be surprised if he was the biological father of her child. We know yeah. that they've had this kind of like their arguments and then their friends and then their lovers. And I love that. And I, I met them also at BravoCon. Was he shorter than expected? No, he wasn't. No, I would say he he looked like what he looks like on TV. I would uh, say that his accent is incredibly charming. Oh, the Brits. I have a different reaction to English accents because I lived there and dated there. So when I hear one, I just think you're going to make me go to a pizza place that will only take a coupon and then make me split the check with you, which, you know, no shade. But if you ask somebody out, maybe, and then you make them go to a place with a coupon, maybe you should split share the coupon too. So I don't find English accents as alluring as I once did before I moved there. But there's something about that cocky swagger and that very European haircut. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. he smells like good cologne and cigarettes even though Kate has said he is not the father girl if he is I get it I get it he's very charming like there's just something about him the way he Hmm. he carries himself his confidence he seems like a good guy I agree I think he's just something about him is very charismatic and he would be a great kind of sperm donor father I think I think he would be fantastic and I totally understand them wanting to like keep it hush hush but I, I kind of love that for them. And I love that for her. She seems super happy. So I'm happy for her. Same. But I think Ben, for me, I think he's my favorite chef out of all the below deck chefs. Interesting. He's my second favorite. I wonder if my favorite will come up in these questions. Well, let's see. Now for okay. our next question. Now for one point, Leon Walker mm. is another chef who famously struggled to get along with Kate. What was Leon's favorite cut of meat to cook the guests? For one point, Leon Walker was another chef who famously struggled to get along with Kate. What was Leon's favorite cut of meat to cook for the guests? It it is such a gross sounding cut of meat too, Mattia. But he served it so often and everybody said, oh, this is pretty good. So I kind of want to try it now but I'm pretty sure the answer is beef cheeks that is correct have you ever had what are beef cheeks have you had beef cheeks I assume they're the cheeks of a cow like the meaty part of the butt I'm gonna guess or but cheeks could also be the face cut like it's they were always round I remember this they were round and they were always good, but then Captain Lee is like, I'm sick of eating your beef cheeks. You have to make something new. And he's like, okay, how about more beef cheeks? I mean, the cheeks on your face and the cheeks on your bottom are round and probably pretty juicy. So it could go either cheek. I wonder. I Okay, but, but there is a rump roast. So right. I think it's actually going to be the facial cheek of an animal. I'm going to be honest. I did write this question just because I wanted to say beef cheeks on the podcast. So full transparency. I just wanted everyone to hear me say beef cheeks. It's an oddly sexual word, isn't it? It's just too funny. And the opportunity arose and I had to take it. I I mean, I'm never going to take that from you. And I really do feel like you for whatever holiday when everyone changes their social handle and it becomes holiday season themed like right now maybe we need to be like beef cheeks 
I, I can't rhyme it with Christmas. We just can be Leon's beef cheeks. I love that. Maybe that should be our Halloween costume next year. What was your journey with Leon? Did you like him? Mm. I thought the moment he aligned himself with bonkers deranged Rocky, it was not a good sign. And he really felt like one, he just shouldn't have been a yacht chef like that. I'm sure like if he really loves his beef cheeks so much, he needs to be in a restaurant and just serve his beef cheeks all day, every day. And I thought that phoning it in as a chef is a real bad way to get a tip and Rocky's bonkers. Like, and I think Kate smelled blood in the water and just went for him. Yeah, I did not like Leon for the way he spoke to Kate a lot. He struggled a lot with Kate. And I think a lot of it stemmed from him just having a hard time with Kate being a strong mm. female leader on the boat because it was Captain Lee was the the head. And then there was Kate and then whoever the bosun was, I don't remember. Um, and then Chef Leon. And I think he just, you could tell he had such a hard time with her standing up to him and she was not afraid of him. She's not afraid of anybody. And he tried to intimidate her. He tried to scare her and she would not back down. And I think that really irked him. And he had a very hard time with her. Kate is kryptonite for insecure men. Yes. And here's the thing. Kate, I felt always got, and I'm, I love Kate Chastain. I love her to death. So trust me, this is not a knock against her, but I think she always probably got a better edit than what she deserved. I have a feeling she could be a real shit to people. And they needed her to be the hero on the show. So I'm always willing to give someone a bit of a benefit of the doubt when Kate triggers them that much, because I have a feeling Kate probably does trigger people that much. But I agree with you, too. I think that there's an, an element of sexism as well. And, you know, I support women's rights and I also support women's wrongs. And I'm sure <laughs> Kate has been wrong, but I'm I'm going to support them. Always. I I just, I cannot describe to you how much I love this woman. She might be my favorite female. It might be Kyle Cook for the boys, Kate Chastain for the girls. Truly. I love her. I love that. I, I love those topics. Kate, I don't think is that hot of a take. I think a lot of people like her. I th Yeah. I think that she's her own agent of chaos in the same way Kyle is though. Like they probably are just both agents of chaos and that's why I love them. Well, now we are going over to Below Deck Mediterranean. And okay. this is a two-point question. What chef ignored guest requests <clears throat> and served them food twice that they did not want based on their preference sheet? What is the chef's name and what food did the guests not want? What chef ignored guest requests and served them food twice that they did not want based on their preference sheet? What is the chef's name and what food did the guests not want. Okay. I know this one because this is also a hot dirtbag chef. Like he might be the hottest dirtbag chef as far as looks go. And his personality isn't, there's a real Delta with these chefs where you can be really hot, but your personality is so awful. You become less hot. This guy towed the line of dirtbag personality, not ranking his physical rank down a notch and that is adam i believe it's adam glick the hot the hottie from seasons one and two and i think it's onions i'm pretty sure it's onions there's either onions or mushrooms i'm going with onions that is correct 
So it is Chef Adam, and the food they requested to not have in any of their meals were onions. He did serve it to them. What a dick. Like, what a dick. You know? People are paying a lot of money to be served, you know, all this food and, and this boat for X amount of days that they purchased for them not wanting onions is really not that big of a ask. No. Now, granted, some of these guests do have absolutely ludicrous, ludicrous requests. Yeah. But not no onions, I don't think, is that crazy of an ask. And no. he just did it to be defiant. And that's really what was so frustrating because his actions, especially in that type of work environment, does impact the entire team. It impacts everyone. So that was frustrating to see him purposefully just kind of tank it. And also, I don't think he's that hot. Oh, I I, like for a below deck chef. Yeah, he is. But my thing is this. Don't mess with food. You know what I mean? There is a certain trust when anybody, when you make food for somebody else, they're trusting you to do it right. They're trusting you to wash your hands. (laughs) Brew crew. They're trusting you to not... tamper with the food intentionally and yet he did to me that's a huge trust violation it it freaks me out and it's like come on dude it's onions that that's a relatively common please don't put my food in this and I always hate it I am I am a grown woman in her late 30s I hate it at this point I know what I like and I don't like and I hate it when people say well you just haven't had it done like this or you just haven't had mine and I will always say baby corn still like look, tastes and looks like brains to me. So no, I don't want baby corn. It's disgusting. Yeah. It Again, it just comes back to like, you are serving these people. They are paying you. You just got to bite the bullet, not give them the onions, talk shit about them in your confessional and move on. And they say this across the entire franchise. And I think it, it bears repeating. The chef is the most, it's the chef and the captain. Mm-hmm. You get your tip, though, based on what the chef does. And Adam was not a team player, just not a team player. And I think I think that was season one, though, when we had the cat. Like, what was that captain's name? It wasn't Captain Sandy. It was the guy who's now unfortunately died a couple of years ago. That captain. So I don't think that he put the hammer down on him. No, yeah, I I don't recall his name, but I I am not a fan of of Chef Adam. Um, I know some people are, but yeah, that that just type of stubbornness kind of icks me out. I agree. I agree. I still think he's hot, but I don't need to talk to him ever. (laughs) Well, on to our next chef question. For one point, name the chef who struggled with service and tried to serve guests box pancakes during charter. For one point, name the chef who struggled with service and tried to serve guests box pancakes during charter. Okay. Okay. This is probably, I genuinely think this person might be the worst chef of all time on the Below Deck franchise. I I cannot think of a worst chef just from a personal standpoint because their views are just atrocious and their food looked disgusting. So this is the below deck, I want to say season four, chef Mila K. I cannot say her last name because it's very long and very Russian and I will butcher it. But Mila K is my answer. You are correct. It is chef Mila who tried to serve, I believe it was Aunt Jemima pancake mix Mm -hmm. to these people who are paying thousands and thousands of dollars to be on a luxury private yacht. 
And she was just awful as a person too. The one, I think it was, I don't know how many nights out she had with the crew, but she said some homophobic crap and way to make everybody turn against you. And I think somebody on the cast was gay that year too. The crew was gay that year too, was just horrified. Well, speaking of, let's go to our next question since we're talking about Mila and some of her opinions. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's a, for two points, what controversial and unkind comments did Mila share right before she got fired? For two points, what controversial and unkind comments did Mila share right before she got fired? So... This is obviously going to prove that I don't know the questions in advance because, <laughs> oh gosh, I, I, I'm going to have to be vague. I, I don't think I'm going to get this right because I blocked it out because it was so terrible, but she was essentially saying that gay people are immoral and that she doesn't, she like, she just doesn't think they're good. And that then she tried to blame it on her own opinion and was horrified and confused when the rest of the people said, well, you're a piece of trash. Don't ever talk to me again. That is correct. So she said some homophobic comments, and I actually have the quote right here. Mila <laughs> said, I do not want my son growing up seeing two men kissing each other. It is not fucking normal. That was her quote. And you are correct. There was, um, well, Captain Sandy, who is obviously. Oh, Yeah. And then there was a, a crew member who he was bisexual and he was in the car when she was saying these comments. That And that's what's sticking out in my mind most is that there's not, you can never excuse homophobia. Sometimes you might put your foot in your mouth sometimes. And if somebody comes to you and says, this is unkind and it hurt me, you apologize, right? You don't double down on it. And again, homophobia, never excusable ever 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 but if i said something that hurt somebody you don't go oh well whatever it's my culture like come on it was such a strange take especially considering like she obviously didn't do her research i mean andy cohen who is essentially your boss like what are you doing like she just completely put her foot in her mouth and she dug her heels into it and just kept sticking to it and the everyone on the boat and in the car, like while she was saying, it, everyone was like, "You're you're wrong." Like literally, yeah. your opinions are wrong. They're just wrong, and she didn't care. And I mean, she was fired shortly after that. I think for a multitude of reasons. Um, also yeah. the fact that she like couldn't cook, which is a big problem. I also remember like she would never wear her hats right on her head, like fitted oh, correctly, and yeah. she'd always just like set them on her like hair extensions because she had like nine thousand hair extensions, just kind of like knotted yes. hair, and she would just set her baseball cap on her head. And I don't know why, but it drove me insane, and I just wanted to like push it down on her head. She, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> it bothered and it's been like years i think that episode aired like seven years ago probably i mean i hope wherever she is she's having a terrible day because that's what bigots deserve i remember the steak licking and the nachos with canned corn oh. and i hate food waste i hate food waste but hannah was right to throw those nachos away because the guests didn't want them and who's gonna eat them yeah she definitely was someone that was not conducive i think to yacht life like a lot of these yacht people, it seems, are kind of free souls wandering, kind of they love to 
like hippie almost to some oh, extent. yeah Like I personally could not work on a yacht. I don't know if you could, but god like no the lack of work-life balance, like you are living with your boss. You are living with your coworkers for weeks at a time. You are essentially working 24 seven. Like I could not do it. I could not handle the pressure. I couldn't handle the close quarter. No. I couldn't handle like having to live with all these people that I don't know. You know, you're meeting Yeah. people and all of a sudden you're living with them. Like I could not, I'm not that flexible. <laughs> Matia, you're not even living with them. You're sleeping in the same room. Someone's on top of you. You're sleep deprived with them. I cut below deck people more slack than I would a housewife because a below deck person is sleep deprived. They are hungover, they are overworked, they're exhausted, and they're probably eating the worst food imaginable. And that's not a knock against a chef, but if you're that busy all the time, Yeah. you don't have time to eat the staff meal they have. You have time to pick at it. You're probably going to grab something off a guest plate as they're finished. Like you're probably going to eat like Snickers bars in the mess when you can. Like it's, it's a, oh, I couldn't do it. I could not do it. And I know they make really, you know, they can work only three months at a time, but make a lot of good money. We see those tips that they get. I mean, they get thousands of dollars sometimes for a few day yacht trip. That's incredible. I could not handle it. Like that amount of pressure, that amount of having to be on all the time in front of the guests and just like basically say, you know, thank you, ma'am. Can I have another kind of a thing? Like I couldn't do that. Like rich people screaming at me because their eggs look funny. Like I would just be like, fucking go to a different restaurant. You know what I mean? Like do something else. Yeah. I would just be like, there's, there's people dying, Kim. And it's like, couldn't listen to it. So applaud, you know, round of applause for these people, but I would absolutely crumble. Oh God. Yeah. I it's the sleep deprivation for me. Cause I've worked service. Like I, I can handle somebody telling me I'm a piece of shit because th their water has ice in it. I can't handle that on three hours of sleep hungover. Yeah, I, I worked as a server too. And people are insane when it comes to their food. But then I can't imagine them having to sleep in the same boat as them stranded in the middle of the ocean. Like that is just a whole other layer that I could not handle. Especially rich people, because rich people were always the worst. Always. Absolute money truly cannot buy you class like Luann taught us. Thanks, Luann. All right. So now over to below deck sailing yachts. For one point, what chef lied about how many pita breads they served to the guests? What chef lied about how many pita breads they served to the guest? Oh my gosh. Okay. I know it's a girl. I know. Oh. It's one of the few female chefs. I got to be honest. Sailing yacht is not my below deck franchise as much, but oh. can I just give you a first name? I'm going to give you a first name. I'm going to, I think it's Natasha. That is correct. It is Chef Natasha de Borg, and she claimed that she served the guests 20 pitas, and there was, in fact, not 20 pitas in that basket. And I just always found that such a strange lie. And she, too, really dug her heels into the lie. And you could see the other stewardesses being like, 
we can count you gave them like eight like you did not they she gave them i believe it was enough for one for each person not 20 and she just kept saying she's like well i made 20 and they were like no you didn't i looked at them there was only about eight in there eight is not 20 and she just like kept lying about it and it was just so bizarre how she refused to acknowledge that she was like oh she all she could have said was oh, wow, they must have really liked them. I'll make some more. But she just like kept saying like, wow, I can't believe I got to make more. I already made 20. And they're like, no, you didn't. Like, it was such a strange moment where I was like, or is this person like delusional because they've been at sea for so long? But like, it was just such a bizarre thing to watch of like, why are you so obsessed with like, you're really going to die on this little hill? I I get it. I, I honestly get it. Sometimes when you're backed into a corner, the bigger person lays down and admits they're wrong. Or sometimes you just barrel through and think that you can change reality by sheer force of will. And if you catch that person on their own day, then damn it, they made those 20 pitas. <laughs> All right. Well, you got that correct. So you got the point. Okay. For our next question, we're continuing with below deck sailing yacht. Uh-oh. Okay. For one point. What country is Chef Marcos from? What country is Chef Marcos from? I can't believe I think I know this. This is wild. I'm pretty sure it's Venezuela. You are correct, Kate. Oh, I am slumdogging this. I'm telling you, I'm slumdogging this. I have to say also, this was a fan question that was submitted to us by our fan, Lisa. She submitted this question. So shout out to Lisa. Kate got your question right. Lisa, thank you. So a little shout out to everyone. If you have some Bravo trivia questions that you'd like to hear on air, shoot us a DM, message us, and we will try to work them into an episode. Absolutely. Just please don't try not to make it too hard. Unless humiliating me publicly is your kink. And then by all means, do it every week. Do it. I love that for them. <laughs> Not for me, though. <laughs> all right, Kate, are you ready for your last question? Oh, my God. No, because now I just yipped myself out. And if I get this, I get a perfect score. And I don't think I've ever gotten a perfect score. So. For one point. Okay. What chef on below deck rage quit and told Captain Lee to go fuck himself? What chef on below deck rage quit and told Captain Lee to go fuck himself? Oh, shoot. I don't think I'm going to get a perfect score because uh, I think this is a trick question. So I think it's actually another girl chef, I think. And so I think it's Rachel, actually. I think that was her hissy fit. And then she came back the next day after she calmed down, right? Hey, that is correct. <gasps> you got a perfect score. You have no idea how scared I was that last question. Because the way you said it, quit. Because a lot of below deck chefs quit. And then, wow, I, I came into this not feeling like I was prepared. And look at this. Look at me now. So yeah, it was Chef Rachel uh, for everyone listening. So Kate got a total of 10 points for getting every question correct. So the one chef we didn't talk about, and they're my favorite, so I'm going to bring her up now, Chef Serena from Below Deck, Below Deck Down Under Season 2. I want her back. I love her. It's interesting how many chefs 
like they circle through it. They definitely don't have longevity in keeping chefs. I'm sure it is a really, as we've discussed, a very volatile working environment, but chefs specifically. And I wonder if it's because they, they really are kind of a team of one on these boats while the other team members will pitch in and hop on and help them. They really are kind of responsible for everything by themselves. And I'm sure it's incredibly stressful. And they don't show it as much now as they did in the beginning, but we used to see Ben get woken up at 2 a.m. because a guest wanted popcorn and he had to make it. And so you burn out. I don't see how if you have this beautiful skill, which is cooking and being a chef and making high class food, why you'd want to do it on a yacht for the rest of your life. Like there is more stability on land. You can open your own restaurant. You can probably make more money. I just see the burnout period. It's almost like boot camp the way I look at it. It's you get a lot of experience really, really quickly and you up your game exponentially and then you got to get out before you jump off the boat, essentially. I'm sure that's how it is, is you do it to get the great experience. You could work it for maybe six months, get some amazing experience and then work at a really high class restaurant somewhere. I'm sure the benefit too of traveling and being able to, you know, maybe it is a yacht down under and you can go there and maybe you've never seen that part of the world. That's probably another benefit too, where a restaurant is obviously a brick and mortar that you're just going to every day. Yeah. I would have loved to have done this job. I didn't know it existed. I would have loved to have done it at 21 at my age now. That just sounds exhausting. Even me at 21, I would shrivel up. I would not. <laughs> I just, like I said, the pressure the being trapped in a small space with your coworkers and your boss and having to work 24 seven. And I would just absolutely hate every part of it, but more props to those people that do it. I would just go inward, but I I understand that there's a type of person though, that like when you're young, it probably is so exciting. And I wish I was that type of person where I could be like, I'm just going to work on a yacht in the Mediterranean for a few months. Like that sounds like such an incredible life experience. Oh yeah. I am too much of a beta and I would not be able to handle it. I think you can handle it. I just don't think you want to, which I think is a very valid thing. That's probably true. I am definitely someone that can just adapt to my surroundings, but I think internally I would hate it. I would, no one on the outside would be able to tell because I would just be in like fight or flight mode the entire time. But yeah, internally I'd be like, this is my hell. Well, I can't blame you. And speaking of hell, let's move over to our next section. Look who's talking trash because it's never going to freeze over with these two, apparently. So I don't know if you've been following this. I strongly suspect Heather Gay from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City has gotten a new PR person because there is an article popping up every single day in people.com about her. And so the most recent one is that she is saying she will can never see how she's going to film with our fan fave, yours and my personal fave, Miss Monica Garcia ever again with that rinky-dink lawsuit they have going on. What are your thoughts? I think Heather is going to eat those words pretty soon, especially the fact that Monica has had such a strong following her first season. She's gained so many fans. Heather would be a damn fool to not film with the breakout star of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I also think Heather loves fame so much. She loves fame. I mean, I think she would film with literally anyone too. She did. On the show. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's exactly what she tethered herself to Jen Shaw. She thought Jen, yes. she thought Jen Shaw was going to be the rising star. 
of the show and that clearly didn't pan out. So she needs to really tie and, and hold on to Monica's coattails because currently Monica is the the fan favorite. Yeah, and that's the thing for me. It's you can film a Jen Shaw who's throwing drinks, getting indicted, and going to jail. But, oh, some trumped-up small business claims court, like, deal with Monica is a bridge too far and you're trying to ice her out of the franchise? Come on, lady. Come on. I saw, too, that someone released some messages of Monica messaging someone at Beauty Lab and Laser saying that she loved her Botox or fillers that she had gotten. And Heather's PR team was definitely leaking these to kind of be like, see, Monica did like them. Like, Monica did have a good experience. But, I mean, you can have Botox and fillers one time and they look really good and you really like them. And you can go back a few months later and maybe a different person does them or they don't do them as well they did the first time and you can have a bad reaction. So I don't really agree with that trying to be like the smoking gun, like, see, she did like it. And it's like, well, maybe she liked it that time, but then she went back another time and it wasn't a good experience. And that's still that. This whole thing is dumb. I mean, it's as far as like Real Housewives plot lines go, I don't particularly want this to bleed into the show. And this is not a knock against, you know, Ms. Garcia. We love her. But to me, this is on par with, what's the name of that damn dog? Lucy Juicy Apple Goosey or whatever. Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy. Yeah. Yeah. It it was such a dumb storyline. And the problem I have with Salt Lake City women is that we're at that la- like level in the franchise now where the, what they're arguing about isn't actually what they're arguing about. It's another thing that unless you're deep in the lore of what's going on contemporaneously, you're going to have no idea. It's just going to seem stupid. And Salt Lake really needs to nip that in the bud because yes. they're still a very new franchise. They're not at the level of a Beverly Hills or something where they're able to have these deeper storylines behind the camera that we know about and then the storylines up front. Salt Lake City still needs to be playing out everything in front of the cameras. They they do not have the relationship with us yet Mm -mm. to be able to do this type of very curated storylines that we as the audience you can always tell yes storyline to a real storyline and they really need to not do that because they're gonna burn out quick if that's the way that they're headed. Hot take alert. I don't think any franchise should do that. I think it's dumb. <laughs> That's why I think Beverly Hills is actually pretty good right now in the season because I do think that they're playing out mostly everything right now. Like Kyle is very open and willing to show that her marriage is falling apart and she's willing to give us some breadcrumbs about her relationship with Morgan. Mm. Uh, Dorit isn't, Dorit's kind of, I think a little bit started to hint at the marriage with her and PK isn't doing fantastic. I do think their separation more is for financial reasons. I'm sure. I didn't think it's so much like personal. I, I don't, I don't think they're like madly in love with each other, but I think that they like each other a lot and they have a good partnership, but I think theirs is more for financial reasons. And I, I think it's interesting too with Beverly Hills, you can notice how little makeup and glam Dorit is doing this season as opposed to previous seasons because but she broke. She broke as a joke. She broke. Listen, all I want for Christmas this year are Bravo franchises that what you see is what you get. Like Summer House. Summer House is you party, 
you fight, you wake up hungover, you do it all over again. We don't have to care about something that Cookie said to Carl two years ago that they're playing this drama off screen. The housewives needs to stop. But back to the original point at hand, I do love Ms. Meredith Marks because she's still following Monica because Meredith, I feel like a lot of housewives try to make you think they're smarter than they are. Meredith is the exact opposite. Meredith wants you to think she's a vapid idiot, but Meredith is much smarter than anybody is giving her credit for on that show. And I love her for that. I mean, she was a lawyer. Yeah. She she knows how to play the long game. And I think what she has, probably nobody else in this franchise has, is patience. <laughs> she is different than some of the other women on Salt Lake, where she came in having a game plan. She knew yeah. what she wanted to do with her brand, where someone like I mean, Heather knew she wanted to promote Beauty Lab and Laser, but I still think she didn't realize like she was going to do the Bad Mormon route. Yeah. Elisa had no clue what she was going to do and so on. I mean, Mary has nothing to plug. She's just Ugh. like a crazy bag lady that's on TV. Ugh. But yeah. Meredith knew like Meredith had, she was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to promote my jewelry brand. I'm going to extend my jewelry, jewelry brand into more affordable pricing. And then I'm going to extend my brand to other facets such as caviar, et cetera. Like she, yeah. she had steps, she had a plan. And I agree. I think she's very smart. I, yeah, she's my favorite. Well, speaking of favorites, it is the holiday season and we have a couple of holiday themed games. So we're going to go back to the chefs. Let's pretend that you are in a below deck secret Santa gift exchange. So you can spend a hundred dollars because these are chefs and you have drawn, let's just say it's Ben Robinson. What are you getting him for his secret Santa gift? Well, since it's $100, I'm going to get him a few things. I'm okay. getting him some hair gel. The man loves a hair gel. He loves a Backstreet Boys spiky haired look. Oh, he does. So I have to get him some good quality hair gel because okay. he loves doing his hair and it looks great on him. I'm also going to get him a knife set. It seems as though chefs mm are very emotionally attached to their knife sets. They are. But I'm going to buy him a really good pair of knives for him that he can travel with. Maybe whatever career venture he's doing right now, he can bring it to that. And hopefully he bonds with the knife set that I purchased him. <laughs> and then next, I'm going to buy him some baby clothes and <gasps> so give them to Kate for his baby. That is, that is a good shady answer. I love that. I, I don't know how... I would probably just spend a hundred bucks on a couple of cartons of cigarettes for him. Cause I feel like you can never go wrong with that gift for a chef. Okay. Last Christmas theme, holiday themed question. This is, this is not going to play to your strengths. I'm telling you right now, based on our earlier conversation, Mattia, you were a below deck chef. It is a holiday themed dinner. Do the menu. <laughs> wow. This is a devastating question considering I don't cook and <laughs> my husband does all of the cooking. Okay. But we're going to, we, you know what? We're on a yacht. I'm, I'm, I'm in that fight or flight mode. I'm going to fight and I'm going to do it. So we're going to do <laughs> appetizers. We've got some poinsettia drinks are being served okay. to get everyone kind of a little bubbly. I need to get them a little drunk. Cause I don't know how good the food is going to be. 
Okay. And then for appetizers, we're going to do some uh, dates in with goat cheese in them wrapped up in mm -hmm. prosciutto uh, on little uh, toothpicks. And they're going to be passed around as a little appetizer. Okay. And then for the main meal, we're going to do a nice rosemary roasted chicken with some cranberry sauce on that and a side of twice baked potatoes. But we're going to do it in that really fancy way where there's like mm. a potato schmear on the plate. and the Yeah, the splatter. Is, yes. And the chicken's placed very nicely on it. And it has this really like thyme, rosemary, kind of berry flavor to it. Okay. And then I'm going to give everyone a little amuse-bouche to clean the palate. Okay. And then we're going to do a really nice chocolate peanut butter cheesecake for dessert. Okay. My only feedback to that is instead of chicken, you need a fancier bird. I would say pheasant, quail, something like that. But I see any of the captains taking you aside and telling you it wasn't five star. It wasn't super yacht mega luxury. Thank you, chef. <laughs> <laughs> and because I'm always the chaos option, I would just give them sushi and then I would give them, yeah, yeah, I would, I would pull an Adam. I would say, oh, you, you wanted a holiday themed dinner? Guess what? Uh, cheese, cheese sticks, cheese curds for your appetizers, sushi for your entree. Oh, but we're not allowed to call it an entree. We have to call it a main because mm -hmm. Ben yelled Hannah for that. And then for dessert, I'm going to go with the white, I was going to call it the white trash Mormon specialty, but I, you're not supposed to say white trash anymore, but it's Rice Krispie tweet treats. I love it. They're my favorite. I think that the, the chief stew and the chef or the, and the captain are going to have to come down and have a chat with you, Kate. Oh yeah. They, they, I should have made beef cheeks. Well, if anybody has any better ideas for their meals, please tag us in at Bravo replay. I'm pretty sure you can outdo mine, but Matias is the one to beat. Let's see if you guys can do it. I bet you can. Well, Mattia, I am so glad I got to spend the holiday the holiday evening talking with you about my favorite franchise, Below Deck Chef. This was great. Yes, and you crushed it with a perfect score. We'll see how I come back from that next week and get one right. <laughs> okay, well, where can people follow us if they want to engage with us? So follow us on Instagram at Bravo Replay. We do trivia. We do funny memes. Feel free to shoot us a DM if you have any ideas for some trivia questions. Um, also, if you enjoyed this episode or some of our other episodes, please give us a five-star review. We're not looking for negative feedback. <laughs> We're only looking for positive feedback here. It's five stars or bust. This is not a learning experience. We just want you guys to know if if you guys are liking this let us know if not just turn into a new podcast that's all you got to do or uh, hate listen just give us the five star review yes you can hate spite give us five stars that totally works too. <laughs> i don't care if it's genuine it's just for that you know i just want the numbers no and you know one more thing i would say we're always looking for more bravo drama as well so if you come across a great article if, if you're seeing two bravo stars go at it in the comments and you want that to be in look who's talking trash absolutely tag us we are always looking for that as well definitely well i hope you have a great holiday season too you too and i hope everyone out there listening does too i hope i hope santa andy gives you exactly what you want which is more drama exactly and for our next topic it is carol's last good summer 
In this episode, we have a special guest coming on, you guys, so be sure to tune in. Awesome. Well, thank you for testing your drama with us. Until next week, stay messy. Stay messy.